Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast, and uh, my guest today is Gavin Smith the creator of a new coin that's coming out, AI coin, artificial intelligence coin. So I'm excited to talk to him about it. Gavin, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Um, thanks for inviting me onto your, um, onto your podcast. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, can you give um, listeners just a little bit about your background and what AI coin is about? Sure. Um, well, I've been involved in, um, in finance for ooh, over 20 years now and um in the cryptocurrency space for the past i've been in, i've been interested in it for the past four years although um involved with the company for the last um, two and a half years and the company i um i okay. work with is uh, first global credit and we we set up really to offer a range of investment um choices to holders of cryptocurrency so allow people to trade stocks, trade futures, um, trade uh, foreign exchange, using their um, cryptocurrency as um, as collateral to make investments and trades. Really? So I can I can use, for instance, uh, if I have an account, I can take Bitcoin and fund my account with that, and then I could buy stocks. Absolutely. So we cover um, we cover hmm. all of the Nasdaq and um, S and P 500 stocks plus from European markets and Hong Kong the Hong Kong exchange, and we're expanding the range of um, exchanges over time. That's really cool. Huh, you know, that's interesting because it's always been, I call it a moat or a chasm to go from fiat to crypto. But for instance, here in the United States, crypto is considered a property. So I wonder, what what's the legality of going from, uh, you know, crypto to an equity and back yeah. and forth? Is it can, is that like going into fiat or is it different? It's um, the way we have to operate um, to, for exactly the reason um, that you that you mentioned. Um, there are there are a few rules that we have to follow. Firstly, uh, customers can deposit cryptocurrency and withdraw cryptocurrency, but they can't transact. They can't take money out in fiat currency, and that's to fit within the um, the cryptocurrency regulations. The second um, key point about the way we work is. The money for the stock trades and the futures trades are our company money, and their their um, asset, exactly as you say, their asset is used as collateral. So it's much like people who um, who use gold to as security to trade stocks. It's a very similar um, uh, compliance and business model to that. It's essentially a commodity, an asset that's held and can be liquidated to meet um, meets any losses in the cryptocurrency, but similarly, any gains on the stock get converted into cryptocurrency and credited to the customer's account. Huh, very interesting. Just one more question on it. What about uh, if you have a stock that pays dividends or if you have a cryptocurrency that you can stake or mine or uh, have it run a note on, because both produce quote-unquote dividends, how is that, that treated? So the um, the, it, let's say you were holding um, Google and they, they paid out a dividend. 
then that would be credited into your um, into your contract that you're holding. And then when you liquidated the contract, it would be converted into cryptocurrency. So you would receive the dividend. The only caveat is um, we would there's a 30% withholding tax, which we have to hold on um, US stock dividends, um, which because we're we're not a US based company, so that's the only um, only slight difference that you would see. But yeah, you you receive dividends, and again, they're converted into cryptocurrency at point of um, closing of the trade. Very interesting. Okay. Well, so that's um, sorry that, we that got sidetracked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was our starting point. Um, now, a lot of our customers, uh, they they've been looking, they've been speaking to us for a while now, saying, okay, well, what I'd what I'd really like, um, I like trading, but I also would like to put my money with a trader or a um, or someone who can manage those funds and trade the market for me to generate a return. Now, we've looked at whether we should do social trading or, um, or things like that. And what, what we actually looked at in, in some detail, um, because of my background in the past, was um, I've worked with some guys that use AI models uh, for trading with banks. And we looked at the idea, about a year ago, we started looking at it, of whether those uh, models could be tra- used and trained to trade cryptocurrencies. So rather than trading conventional markets, actually trade the um, primarily Bitcoin to start with, but also we've extended it to some of the major um, uh, other cryptocurrencies out there and see if there was some um, mileage in, in training up models and allowing people to follow the models in effect. Um, and we looked at it and... I think because cryptocurrency is, is still quite a new industry, um, certainly from a trading perspective, there's a lot of inefficiencies in there. So it's it's a perfect marketplace to to tr- use an AI model to to train on that data and to really look for anomalies and um, and opportunities to to take um, take profit out of that market. So something we've been looking at for about a year and. Um, mm. And that's now coming to fruition and ready to um, ready to be rolled out. So that's um, that's kind of how we started to come to this um, to this new product that we're working on. Yeah, now I've got questions about that. Um, <laughs> and I promise everyone we will get to AI coin. But um, cool. yeah, it's it's rare to find someone that's even willing to talk about algorithmic trading. And I know it comes from the um, you know the stock market equity space where they have quants. And spend millions on these, uh, you know, high-frequency trading platforms. How much do you want to recreate from what's going on in the equities markets? Do you want to do high-frequency trading? Do you want to uh, have completely automated training that you know that uses AI to learn and improve? You know, maybe a few details about what you're what you've accomplished Absolutely. so far. So the um, the the first thing to um, to probably highlight is the models themselves wouldn't follow typical high-frequency trading um, approaches. And the reason is um, cryptocurrencies are quite different from um, regular markets in the sense that spreads are wider, um, commissions are a lot higher. So to to execute rapidly and um, and take advantage of small anomalies in the market, you can do, um, but the, the liquidity is not really there. And what you would find is very quickly, the model would end up pushing the market around. And there's there's a perception that the uh, models make money because they push the market around. It's actually the opposite. What in a perfect world you want a model that doesn't influence the market at all, but just takes advantage of anomalies. 
So, so the way we would, um, the way we've actually been training the models is is to take a longer term perspective. And the way we do that is we don't, you don't put a straitjacket on the model and say, okay, you can only trade once a day or once a week or once every five hours. What you do instead is you alter the um, what the slippage on a trade. So how much you expect to lose on um, what we call slippage. So that's brokerage plus market um, moving against you on every transaction you do. By making that larger, you essentially force the model into taking a slightly longer term um, perspective and a longer term view of the market. So that's what we've tried to um, to work on to really provide a, um, a sustainable model, something that's not going to wreck the market it's trading in. Um, and also something that over time can can move a reasonable amount of money in and to and out of the various crypto uh, cryptocurrency markets because what what does us no good is to have something that can do um, a few a few coins and then the market moves away from it so we've we've had to be right, quite right. careful how we um, how we train the models to take advantage of the anomalies I guess two things that come to mind is where are you going to have these AIs run in your own exchange or it sounds like it's still possible to arbitrage across exchanges right now you know, get in price differences. Absolutely, um, and and the way the way we operate, we're, we actually will run um, through for the primary company, the first global credit company. We have um, a hedging algorithm. What that's doing is, um, let's say it wants it needs to buy Bitcoin. We've got some um, APIs into the major exchanges, and what it will do is it doesn't arbitrage per se, but what it does is when it needs to buy, it will select the, the lowest price, and when it needs to sell, the highest price. So it's always, it's as a matter of course, taking advantage of the anomalies and the differences in price level. That same set of um, algorithms will make available to the AI coin. So essentially, the trading process will be two stage. First, the decision's made. That then gets fed through to the hedging algorithm, and the hedging algorithm then decides where to trade, how much to trade, and also to feed those trades in over time. So, as we said before, so it doesn't impact the market too quickly. Okay. Any problems? Um, for instance, you know, Bitcoin, the network and the mempool is like bursting at the seams. Um, you know, Coinbase just said they're having delays on incoming Bitcoin deposits. Um, you know, it seems like a nightmare. So what, you know, is that going to hurt your algorithms? Any of the particular um, coins having sure. uh, their own internal scaling issues? The, um, the, the transaction speed, less so. I mean, it, it can at the, at the edges uh, in an edge case if we needed to move money from one exchange to another exchange relatively quickly. Then that's an edge case where it could impact. But what's more of a, an issue for, um, for the... The model trading is sometimes under busy mar um, busy markets. Some of the exchanges fall behind, and their price information that's published is is out of date. So we um, part of the algorithm is to make sure that it is able to trade at the price that it thinks it's able to trade at. And the way it does that, um, it uses small testing trades ahead of time just to make sure the market is where it believes it is before it moves um, a, a full trade into the um, onto the exchange. So um, it, you're absolutely right. There's um, there's real world issues with um, cryptocurrency trading that perhaps aren't there with um, with re more regular markets, which um, are more established. So and you need technology to um, to to 
overcome that and make sure that you're um, you're executing at the price you believe you're going to execute at. Yeah, another thing I've seen, I've traded you know a tiny bit, but I've seen that even a thousand of you know some of the less liquid coins, you can't get the order filled. You know, so especially if they're low price. You know, like a, a five cent coin, uh, you know, you can't even buy or sell lots of a thousand cleanly and orders sure. tend to get filled at, you know, 37.94 of your coin was sell order was filled. And and then the markets you know, move. It, yeah. And markets move. I mean, how actually, you know, now that I think about it, it seems incredibly difficult Yeah, and probably and necessary so, for an AI system to do this trading because otherwise it'd be a mess, you know? Yeah, no, it's um, it it's it's exactly that because um, because it's it doesn't it doesn't sit there getting frustrated the way I probably would if I was looking at the market move away from me, um, and what what the um, what the model does it will switch between different markets, putting small amounts in and slowly building up the position, and again this feeds into the um, the, one of the reasons why as I, as we mentioned at the at the start that the model um, is designed to assume longer timescales and larger slippage so that exactly for that reason, it can take a bit of time to feed into the market and, and build a position up. The other thing we do to, um, to overcome that problem is the starting point for the, for the models is to weight the capital across the, um, across the various coins based on their market capitalization. So it means that the majority of the um, trading will absolutely be in Bitcoin, followed by um, Ether, and then the other coins, significantly lower amounts. So that way, the majority of the capital is being deployed in a market that's more able to absorb that amount of um, trading volume. Yeah, you might have to split up your trades amongst several exchanges at once. I mean, not to hide, but just no, not absolutely. to move the market. I mean, yeah. yeah. I know I'm, my brain's going, so it sounds like uh, <laughs> it's absolutely. There's so there once once we started looking at it and um, and looking at the issues and how we were going to run it and trading um, a sample portfolio. It's um, exactly these things started to um, to become obvious. Things that wouldn't necessarily be obvious just from um, regular markets that are unique to the cryptocurrency space. So it's um, it's a very it's challenging, but it, exciting. That's why there are opportunities there, because um, yeah. if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. It's, uh... Yeah, and then and the last issue I'll bring up is um, settlement. You know, it's it's not so simple and so fast necessarily to get your money onto a given exchange of multiple funds and get it off of them into wallets. Absolutely. You know, I think every night at the end of the quote-unquote trading day or very much out your balances or if you're up, pull a certain amount back into wallets and get them off the exchanges. And so there's those mm -hmm. factors too, I guess. Yeah. We, um, again, the, the training assumes no leverage. So what the, um, what the models are doing is switching between the various cryptocurrencies. So what that allows us to do is, um, is move the funds back off the exchanges, um, when, when there's no trade to be executed. So it has access to multiple wallets for the, for the various coins, which are off exchange and the principle which we follow with our company and also will follow with the coin is that no more than 15% would be with any single exchange any moment in time and we keep the cryptocurrency with various exchanges for the minimum time necessary and because as I said we're not using leverage it's simply moving in and out of the various coins it means we don't have to leave it on the exchange we can simply go in 
switch to the other coin, pull pull the funds out. And you're absolutely right. It's not instantaneous, but it, it at least means the counterparty risk is, is limited to an hour or two while the trade is being executed rather than um, leaving our funds with the various exchanges. Yeah, it's interesting. Now I know why the equities markets, you know, with and without leverage, um, people can trade so much faster, but <clears throat> yeah. it creates a completely different environment, like you said. So Very different. All right. Yeah. All right, well, so, let's, uh, <laughs> let's you're, you're a wealth of, wealth of information, but um, let's talk about AI coin. What is Absolutely. it and uh, how is it conceived? So, so the, um, as I said, we, we started talking about um, using the models to uh, provide a service to our customers. And then it was, um, it was suggested that um, maybe we package it as a coin because it, it, fitted, it fitted the criteria really well for a digital asset. Um, it was self-contained. It was cryptocurrency. It was, um, it was something that could be managed and made public on, on the blockchain. So people could see the performance. People could, um, could um, actually get, get the transparency of a blockchain, but with the AIs making the decision. So that's why we, we actually started looking at an ICO um, for initially just the AI trading. And then it was like opening a Pandora's box <laughs> because um, one of the things that we then looked at, started talking about is, again, it comes back to what we were saying earlier. If the coin's successful, okay. builds up funds, um, do you distribute them or do you reinvest them? If you reinvest them, um, is the fund going to become too big so that it's going gonna, it's gonna to not be able to trade the coins without moving the market? So what do we do with, with that, that, those funds? And from my perspective, the, one of the things that I've always been interested in is, is really um, trying to help seed companies in the, um, in the space, both in AI, but also public blockchain. And this gave us actually the opportunity to look at a way, a way to implement that, which is really how we came up with the second stream of what's within the AI coin ICO. When the, when the models make a profit, a large percentage of that profit actually moves out of the coin, what we call the coin pool, which is a pool of cryptocurrencies that the models are trading into an investment pool. That investment pool is there really to invest in um, seed companies in the AI space and in the public blockchain space. And if anyone, anyone as I have, looked at angel investing, there are two problems that, that you've got to overcome. First one is expertise. You know, I, I've got stuff I know, and there's a lot of stuff, huge amount of stuff I don't know. When you're investing in companies, if it, you rely on just your expertise, it's quite a narrow field of companies that um, that are appropriate and, and and possible. The other problem you have is, let's say you allocate the funds that you're going to use for this. You might pick ten companies. You find those ten companies. Seed seed investment tends to be quite long term. It's quite a long time before those companies. Um, gather momentum and you get an exit strategy. So you tend to be sitting there waiting for one of these um, companies to, to, be, to hit a point where you can exit, get some money back to reinvest in new companies. If something great comes along after you've made your investments, you're sitting there thinking, well, what do I do? I can't invest in it. What we've, what we've structured is something with the AI coin that overcomes both of these limitations for seed, inve seed investing. The expertise, actually the expertise I'll come to in a second. The first is the, when you can invest in companies. 
by every month taking a portion of the profit that AI, the AI model generates into the investment pool. It's like a force. It's like a tap topping up the pool. So every, every quarter, you've got new funds that you can invest in new exciting opportunities. So it's, you're not just limited to the first 10 companies you find. When a new company comes along that's promising, you've got funds to invest in it. The first problem, which is more of an issue, is the expertise, expertise problem. And this is where the, the ICO really comes into its own. Because with a smart contract, what you can, what you can do is use the expertise of all your coin holders. You can present the prospects, present the information, present the, um, the investment opportunities, and you've got thousands of people looking at that who are interested in, in trying to make, um, decide which are the best companies to invest in and collectively come up with the best, um, best choices. So it's like having an army of a thousand people doing due diligence alongside you, and you get the expertise of all of those people and by using the blockchain to make the voting completely transparent and open, everyone can see these are the companies presented. This is what the coin holders collectively have selected. And that's the company that will get the investment. So it's, it allows you to construct. I mean, the way I look at it is it's almost like an inve uh, investment cooperative. The, the investment pool is owned by the coin holders. You know, so they're the ones that own it. They're the ones making the decision. And... There's a lot of um, evidence that crowd, for selection of um, companies and, and prediction, crowd um, decision-making surpasses a panel of experts because you've got that range of expertise to draw on. So the, the AI is going to be more handling the mechanics of getting the collective decision of people into and out of trades, or is it going to be actually making recommendations on what to trade? Well, the, the, first, um, the first stream where it's trading the cryptocurrency, that will be the AI coin. So the, the AI coin's job, for want of a better word, is to generate new profit to go into the investment pool. The crowd's job, in quotes, is to then take that investment pool and choose which seed companies to invest in. So it's, um, it's very much two streams to, to the operation, which use the, the power of the AI to generate short-term trading profits and the power of the crowd to select longer-term investment opportunities for the, um, for the coin pool to invest in. So it's, it's very much a split strategy using the, using the power of each to its best advantage. That's really, that's, wow, that's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, pretty I, I mean, really exciting i mean when we um when we looked at how we could do it it's um it's a great opportunity to um for us to to put something out there that at the moment is is completely unique there's um there's nothing out there that combines the two um the two aspects in the way we're looking at doing it but um but it's really turning the investment um the venture capital paradigm on its head rather than um giving your money to a, a few experts that then then make those decisions. What you're actually doing is allowing people as a group to combine their expertise and make those selections. And um, and I think more and more that's that's what the ICO allows people to do. Uh, ICOs in general, not just ours. It allows people to collectively come together and um, and provide a, the mechanism 
to make um, superior choices and superior decisions, which I think is... So is, it, is it kind of um, a proof-of-stake thing? You know, like, this is what I want, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into. So Absolutely. how much does my vote count for, and will I be given, quote-unquote, like, expert choice status? Do I, as a, um, as a member of this group that's choosing, um, can my opinion get elevated to be considered more authoritative than other people's through some it's, mechanism? It's proof of stake um, on, um, on the basis of how many coins that the person holds. But we do have, um, what we are having is um, an investment board which will, um, which will give recommendations and that board will be made up of people selected by the coin holders. So exactly as you say, people can present their expertise and the coin holders can say, yes, that's, that person should be reviewing this, um, this investment opportunity because they've got the expertise to do it. So there will be an invest, a short-term investment board that will be able to carry more weight in effect. Well, okay, so that points out a couple of things to me. One is that whales would have more of a voice by virtue of them having more, more coins. So you'd have to be very careful on the ICO you know, because certain people are just going to want to buy in huge, even if the starting gate is lifted at the same time for everybody and it's equitable and all that. Um, why not have a system whereby it's partially proof of stake, but as, you know, for each decision, people vote, obviously, with their tokens. But if you see that someone has more right predictions than others, why not weight their vote more heavily over time or have even like, um, you know, like this feedback system? So that you're not just relying on on stake amount no, and I a board. Um, I think that's a, a neat addition, actually. Um, I wish I'd spoken to you more than a few weeks before um, before we produced the white paper. But I think that's uh, I think that's a a really neat innovation because exactly as you say, some people um, have because of their um, unique expertise a better um, a better outlook on what's going to be successful and what isn't. Um, that's certainly something which we sh I think we should look into. Um, I'm not sure how that would be implemented in the short term, but it's um, it's definitely a good innovation. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you could always change things. I mean, things aren't. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's the other yeah. beauty of it r operating as a co-op. Um, the the rules can be cho again chosen by the by the owners by the collective owners. Who are the um, who are the coin holders? So it's um, it's genuinely a democratic um, um, approach to running an organization. And it's funny, um, speculation in the token will increase once the uh, the system is running and you see that it's profitable. The more profitable it gets, uh, it would be you know I would guess a virtuous cycle, and more speculators would come into the coin and the coin value would increase a lot over time. But it's actually the cool thing is it's based on actual performance of the system, you know? Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's exactly what we believe as well, that um, once, once the system starts proving itself and um, generating returns, then you'll get a PE effect coming into play where the, um, the coin is actually worth a multiple of its earnings rather than just what the assets that it holds are worth. And um, the model we're using is it's a one-off issuance. So once the coins are issued, they're, they're fixed. There'll be no mining, no seconds um, distribution. So the only way for new participants to get involved would be to buy coins on the open market, which um, which there'll be a number of um, exchanges that we're talking to that 
we're hoping will list the coin so people will be able to um, buy in in the if you like the aftermarket. Do you think there'll be any um, conflict of interest that the exchanges will feel if you're going to use algorithmic trading on their exchange um, and yet you want them to carry your coin? Because from what I understand, exchanges will say, all right, you know, we'll carry your coin, but we want X numbers of the of the coin for free or discounted rates, and they hold them. I think um, the one thing which, um, in many ways, that actually gives us an advantage because, um, if anything, they would want the business that we'll, um, we'll be bringing to their exchange. So, um, so it makes us quite an attractive um, coin for them to list as well. The only thing we wouldn't do is have the AI model trading our own coin, because that that I think would be um, would be quite a difficult <laughs> situation. So, um, so yeah, right, the, AI, right. the AI model won't be trading our coin, but it will trade obviously other coins on those exchanges. So. But by proxy, again, the coin value will increase if the AI and the decisions from the crowd are successful. So even though it won't trade your own coin, in effect, your coin is the summation of all the trades you're making of other coins and your holdings. So exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a nice way around it. Interesting. And the... Um, um, the another, sorry, go, on. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was saying the... Um, the and the way we, um, we're actually structuring the, the whole uh, coin entity, there'll be a... Singapore company underlying it, which will be run for the benefit of the coin holders. And um, there'll be essentially an investment note that gives all assets and um, assigns all assets and profits to the coin holders. And that allows us to um, straddle both the cryptocurrency space, but also if if they voted to invest in a company which wasn't doing an ICO, but was doing a regular um, share issuance, then the company could invest in those um, in those shares so it does give um, a little bit of, for want of a better word, real-world um, exposure as well as um, the cryptocurrency side of things. Are you going to have a uh, reward system for uh, this, you know, stakeholders in the coin that make a lot of good decisions that um, you know brings the the fund more prosperity? Absolutely. You know, as a reward. Yeah. yeah. So um, so when um, when an investment is realized and let's say um it's there's an exit down the road then the the coin holders who selected that coin get a percentage of the um of the profit from that distribution from that sale excuse me as a distribution to those coin holders and again because um because we have the record on the blockchain we can see who those um who those uh, voters were so it's it's completely transparent that yes these people selected it and they're the ones that get the reward from um from that investment but the caveat is they would still have to hold coins in the um in the ico to do that because otherwise there's no mechanism to distribute out to those um those coin holders interesting Hmm. i think this is absolutely fascinating um tell me some details of the ico that you can tell me you know when's it coming where is it going to happen how can people that are interested um you know, start watching it and get involved yep. and read the white paper. So the um, the white paper and the profile will be um, released at the end of this month, end of May, um, and we'll be starting to do some presentations and um, and live question Q and A sessions where people can um, can raise questions, ask details on it. Um, we're setting up a website which is 
AICoin.io, which um, will give details exactly, you should say, what the white, what details of the white paper, the um, some videos, the pack, full details of how it's going to be structured, full detail on how the coins will be managed and the um, the escrow arrangements that we'll have in place. So that's um, that again. That website is there now, um, and people can also register to receive updates. And also, the way we're operating the um, the issue of the coin is stage one before the official start of the subscription. People can. Um, uh, can pledge. That's the word. I always use the wrong word. And um, Marcia, our communications director, corrects me. People can pledge to how many coins they want to purchase. Providing they, um, providing they purchase within a reasonable um, amount close to, that, close to that pledged amount, they also will receive a, a 5% bonus on the number of coins that they purchase. So there'll be a six-week pre-subscription period where people can see details, see, um, see if they like it, pledge to purchase coins. There's no obligation at that stage. It's um, All they're saying is, yep, when it's launched, I am going to buy X coins. Providing when it's launched, they buy those X coins, then they'll get 5% bonus on top of that number of coins when the um, subscription starts. We expect the subscription to be, um, to be starting in July. So. Okay, very good. Um, <clears throat> I think that's all my questions for now, but I love the interview. I had a great time talking to you, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was great to be here, and um, thanks for inviting me. It was a real pleasure. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.